It's to the Yarra Valley we go now as I uh, welcome my first guest. And it's Mike Emmett from Barik in the Yarra Valley. Good morning to you, Mike. Rich, how are you, mate? I'm going well. Good to see you there on the screen. And so the Yarra Valley is one of my favourite places in the world, actually. And it's nice to sort of look back and go, well, you know, I was running that cellar door sort of 11 years ago, 13 years ago, I'm playing in the Melbourne Symphony and doing whatever. Uh, And then here's me out in the vineyard picking grapes and getting my feet purple and my hands purple in the winery. It was just a magical... Magical place to be. Is it? Is it a great place to be for you at the moment during the, the start of vintage and hearing all the chirpings around the neighbourhood? Uh, vintage is the best time of the year here. It, everything except the vinegar flies is just amazing. Yeah, and, um, but, um, you know, it, the bug gets you one way or another, doesn't it? Like you, you, you're out here, wine, it's either in the – even if it's just as a consumer in a bottle, you, you develop a passion for it pretty, pretty quick and it's um, – it becomes more than something you consume very, very quickly, I reckon, out here. There was a, I remember a sort of Sunday afternoon where I was out in the sun next to the winery there just cleaning barrels and this bloke watched me for about 45 minutes. I mean, it, it wasn't, it, it was, I love doing that sort of stuff because, I mean, cleanliness is next to godliness in a winery. You're making steam, you're making pretty yeah, pictures, yeah. you're making, you're all backlit and it looks romantic. And, <laughs> and, 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 at the end of the day, a lot of winemaking is plumbing and cleaning, but um, oh, yeah. uh, it does look romantic from the outside, especially when there's a bit of barrel involved. <laughs> well, it, it, it is a romantic thing. I still have a very romantic view of it, but at this time of the year, there's a lot of people. Working very hard out there in the vineyard. Extremely <laughs> hard. Look, a lot of families give a lot of leeway for, yeah. for their, you know, uh, it, uh, there's a, there are a couple of dynamic duos out here, you know, where, where, where both ends of the family are in, involved in uh, making wine at this time of year. And I just think, wow, those kids have done such a good job to raise themselves. Well, <laughs> 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 um, imagine, so, I mean, what about working in the same winery during vintage? What would that be like, you reckon? Uh, look, though. I'm not going to speak for anybody else's uh, <laughs> relationship dynamic, but um, I don't think it can be done. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. I won't talk about my relationship dynamic being an ex-musician either. Um, but, uh, look, I tell you what, it was incredible. If you think about, like, power couples in the in the industries, when I started playing in the MSO, the, the principal flute and the principal oboe, who sit next to each other, Jeff and Prue, they were married. They still are, and they've been sitting next to each other for thirty odd years playing that orchestra. And I think of maybe someone like Bridgie and and maybe Caroline, you know, who, oh, who yeah. are, and and they're two pretty iconic wineries, Zonzo Estate and Levantine Hill. Must be a tough time of the year. I mean, I we should get them on as a couple. That'd be hilarious. I don't, I don't you know. know we either. we had them in store. Well, we had uh, uh, Caroline in store for a tasting on um, on Friday night. Uh, for both her wines, we'd love to get winemakers in with both their day job and a side project if they've got one. Right. Uh, and uh, of course, Bridgie and Archie were down there too. Um, the the venerable Jack Russell he goes everywhere <laughs> with them. Um, but um, you know, they've, I think they've. It's really cool to see those guys uh, yeah. as a as a power couple, as you say, in wine, um, doing their respective jobs incredibly well, um, oh, yeah. and staying out of each other's way. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard to fathom having a day job and doing your own sort of projects and doing all those things together. So a good example of something like that would be Brian Martin from Ravensworth, right, who had Mm. a day job at Clonakilla for, you know, 15 years or something and was still making 
Well, at the end there, when he was doing both jobs, he was making four or five thousand dozen of his own wines and whatever yeah, Clonakilla makes. Amazing, right? That's well, and plus he still found time to churn his own butter, and <laughs> <laughs> you know, do all that stuff. Like, he's a freak of nature, that man. He was so fun. Yeah. He's such a fun Preserve guy. Preserve his own on. meats, you know. Exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> ferment his own krauts. So, so. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He makes he he makes his own tonic water. Yeah, right. Don't worry about making your own vermouth. This is a man who uh, gets quinine in and makes his own tonic water. What a! I, I what, tried that during lockdown. It didn't go well. A tonic water or vermouth? Yeah, I wasn't going to go sourdough. I thought I, I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn something new. So I made tonic water. It didn't go well. Go uh, but I, I, I turned my hand to lock picking, and it, it worked pretty well. <laughs> is that a new phrase? I wasn't going to go sourdough, <laughs> or is that I mate? That could be a could be a euphemism that's not not right on a Sunday morning on the Wine Show Australia. Mm-hmm. So uh, my first guest here is Mike Emmett, who is the owner of Barique Wine Store in Hillsville. So just before we get onto the shop and Hillsville itself and a few bits and bobs. We did have a previous relationship. We did we did a thing a couple of years ago with Shandy. Um, morning, Shandy. If you're listening over there, you'd be up pretty early if you were. Uh, Shandy, he, he Tim, should be up early this time of year, mate. Well, he yeah. I mean, he's he is a he's a wonderful man and friend of the show. Tim Shandy used to make the wines there at Punt Road, but he's at Voyager Estate now. He was on a couple of weeks ago. But Mike and Shandy and I did this thing for wine. Um, was it Yarra Valley Wine Association or Wine Growers? Wine Yarra Valley. Wine yeah. Yarra Valley, and it the was wine called, down. It was the wine down. Yeah, and <laughs> did it have the most f bombs in it of any any wine oh, down man, event of all great. time? Was <laughs> the most references to to uh, alternative education I've ever heard in a wine in a wine podcast? <laughs> alternative sure. education, but I mean, you've you've been involved in the industry off and on like for a long time. Just give us a little bit of a. A chat about what you've done sure. and, and how you got to where you are today. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a circuitous path. I, I have a portfolio career. Uh, I've done a few things. Um, portfolio career, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my my formal education's in education. So, right, um, okay. I have degrees in arts and education and uh, unfortunately joined the school system at the time when a certain Victorian Premier was shedding teachers and uh, so found found a job um, in publishing, in book publishing, uh, at a, at a time when publishing was 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 really frightened by the internet. Yeah. Uh, and so I was the internet guy because I was probably the youngest on staff by some decades. <laughs> uh, and um, does anyone know uh, how to turn this wireless thing on? <laughs> that's right. But as part of, as part of that job, and um, subsequently as part of the um, the the Com studio that we set up, uh, my partner and I have talking about people who work together. Yeah, We've had a well, studio together for 25 years now. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, jumped forward a few years and, and we're, we're living in the Yarra Valley. Um, one of our best clients and friends is uh, Wine Yarra Valley. Yeah. Um, do, do a lot of work for them and with them. And uh, the pandemic hits and suddenly I'm not out taking photographs, I'm not out writing about producers anymore i can't so the only way to sort of fill that void is to instantly become some kind of uh live internet show producer (laughs) (laughs) obviously uh and um uh we did i think we did 50 something 60 shows yeah ryan yarra valley yeah I enjoy, mate, the production was inc- it was so good. So to take the listeners in, it's like, you know, I was doing my dodgy little, in, you know, uh, show on Instagram that, that was a bit of a homage to Between Two Ferns 
and just a, even more dodgy, but I called it Between Two Sauternes and I had these two Sauterne bottles up and we did it. And it was like the production values <laughs> were very, very low. Mind you, I had some pretty good guests on Ad Costa from La Serene. I had Bridgie in from Paul Bridgman in from, from Leventine Hill. So I had some good guests on. Yeah. But um, then I come and do this Yarra Valley wind down thing with Mike Emmett from, was it Redfish Bluefish? Is that the name that's of your right. studio? That's That's the studio, yeah. And wine Yarra Valley and it's all... It's like professionally production produced base. and yeah. this and that. And no, it was awesome. Uh, and so you did fifty of those. Yeah, we, roughly. Yeah, um, we, you know, we really jumped in. Um, I, I had a, a group of um, there was a group from all over the world that were doing the same thing. There's, you know, people all over all over the world were suddenly becoming yeah. uh, streamers and broadcasters yeah. uh, to support their industries one way or the other. Um, and look for us, quite apart from the technical side, uh, for us, what we found that did um, for, with Wine Yarra Valley was actually connect people back directly to the to a grower and producer, and uh, it it um, it was an it, it it took away um, it took away all the bull, you know. Yeah. It just um, it really uh, dropped. It, it was it was like the Friday night tasting was, you know. Um, right there and we did some where I, I did an amazing one for uh, for Yeringberg who are famous for having their you know their their open weekend once a year yes uh and we did the open weekend virtually and we thought well this will be you know Sandra thought oh you know maybe 25 people will do this yeah and you know 300 people later yeah wow. um who've all all have paid a ticket price to get a, a pack of six wine samples yeah all tasting and and talking with them for for hours Amazing. with Sandra and David. They were, it was it was staggering. So it really, and and that was that was right on the you know as we were opening up. So people really hadn't tired of it. And the reason for all of that production value was to actually take the technology away and just make it to you know to to lift it because you know the the better that stuff was handled, the less it was a barrier. Yeah, oh, totally. And yeah, I mean, we've all, we can all kind of run with the tech now, but at the beginning it was, yeah, there was a lot of fluffing around and, you know, people trying to push, oh, you're on mute and all that sort of stuff. (laughs) You know, it's potato cams and all that. Oh, the potato (laughs) cam. That's right. Unbelievable. You know, um, we we learned that the connection with the the producer is, is really valuable, yes. and uh, and and there's and de-rarifying wine, um, and, and uh, democratizing it to, to a certain extent is was just. Um, oh, it's liberating. Like a, it's it was liberating. liberating. And look, I will also say on that, Mike, that you know, Yeringberg, you know, that's a, it's a traditional Yarra Valley winery that was one of the very first, and now it's mm. one of the second iteration as well. With an incredible family story and all that sort of stuff, but yep. you know, if you've not, if you don't know Sandra or anyone there, or if you've never been there, and it's it, it would be daunting to just rock up to an open day there, and people have been doing it for twenty odd years, and they all know each other, and yeah, and I think some people in the wine, it's a bit like when one goes to a restaurant and they hand you this biblical wine list, and then they expect <laughs> you, they give you thirty seconds to look at it, and you're on a date, and it's all oh my god, and you know I want to pick something too cheap, you know it's daunting for people. So yeah. you say demystifying. I think that's a great way because that's what we aim to do here on the wine show is just like take some of the the stuffiness out of it, you mm-hmm. know, 
I mean, the stuffing's part of the good stuff too. You know, we'll get Look, into I had that, a shandy but... word in my head there as well. I thought oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> we all hesitated. But we all know what, what we're trying to get rid of. Here. I don't have a beep button. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Actually, I had Gary Mills from Jamsheet on, who's who's one of the first people to to really let me into the. The, the the winemaking side of things that wasn't romantic, you know, building boxes, bottling lines, just helping out and that sort of stuff. Mm. And had Gary sitting across from me in the studio one morning and I reckon 45 seconds in, he's dropped the F-bomb. I was like, I guess, ah, here we are. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, there's some there's some great, fabulous people. So we Mike and I reconnected just for the listeners because my very good friend, Ewan Proctor, who was on the show a couple of weeks ago and good friend of the show, he's moving over to, to London to become a, the Italian wine buying for a Notria if you've been paying attention. And uh, I was just hanging out with Ewan and we wander into Barique and um, he's like, oh, we've got a new owner of Barique because there were a couple of Sean's, I think, before you. And then... Yep. It, it was a Sean and a Brendan, yeah. Yeah, and then it was like, oh, actually, you know, Mike was like, Richo, and I was like, oh, my God, you know, I, I just didn't... I didn't hadn't made the connection. So, mm. tell us a little bit about how you be, became the owner of Barique, which is one of the great wine stores in Victoria. Oh well, firstly, thank you for that, uh, and well, it is, crack, and, and what a place. what a um a legacy to to take on. Um, yeah. So, I mean, started started by Sean and Claire O'Brien back in the early two thousands. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, Brendan and Simone took it on for a bit and and nursed it through COVID, like. That that was no yeah. small thing. No, tough times. Uh, and uh, to be honest, um, I was a little bit sore that I missed the sale the first time around. Right. Okay. Just a bit of timing there, or? Uh, oh no, it's not true. I, look, it would have been the worst time in my life to take on a wine store. But yeah. um, I've been floating around. Well, I've been working in the wine industry as a as a um, a writer and photographer and videographer for um, twenty years, I suppose, 15, 20 years. I don't know who counts, um, and I, I was getting like uh, the stories in, in every bottle, right? This and, and they're still there, but the 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 marketing of wine was starting to get a bit, um, for me, uh, a bit momentary, and yep. uh, I, I didn't want to really participate in the momentary marketing of wine anymore. Well, can you uh, explain what the I know you're trying to be delicate maybe about something, but what are you really trying to say in terms of that? Can I ask you that? So it's become about the, the, the Instagram moment, the, you know, the, the social media moment yeah. and, and, uh, you, and, and uh, lose, you lose a story if, if all you've got three seconds of someone's attention. Yeah. Um, you, you can put across an impression and that's it. Yeah. Um, and uh, the, um, it just becomes a little bit demoralizing when, when that's the focus of your work is, okay, you've got three seconds to convey something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I've always, uh, I've always been more of a long form sort of a person. So yeah. uh, long projects, long, long stories to tell. And, and wine is a long, slow story. Like every year it's <laughs> it, every 12 months is a long, slow story. And, and uh, I think each one, one of those things is an opportunity for a conversation. So um we kind of put two and two together and went, you know what? Um, we had a, an inkling that, that the owners might be wanting to sell. Yeah. So just started that conversation with them and said, hey, you know, you guys okay? Do you, do you want out? And they said, yep, we yeah, want out. Right. And so, then, and yeah. it does really provide you now with opportunity to have those long, slow conversations because yep. people are in there. You can have a snack, you can have a glass of Absolutely. wine, you can take wine home. Yep. Just just before we get to the way the store works and 
and and well, let's talk about Hillsville in general. But you know, we've talked about this stat on the show before, and it's it's a worrying one for for us old fellas, and that is by 2026, you know, around 56% of Australia's drinking population, that is over 18s, mm. will be in the 18 to 25 bracket in terms of mm. demographics. And we know that they're not, they don't drink wine. And, mm. you know, this is happening in other industries too, though. So another thing I was watching, you know, it was, okay, it seems ironic that I'm watching, listening to a podcast about two guys talking about TikTok, but you know, someone who gets like a 15-second thing on one of the TikTok songs that people use as their filter or whatever and then people just go to his concert just for that 15 seconds of that song and then they just leave and they just all film it. But it's made him very rich and famous. So it's like, you know, I mean, have it's... You been, have you ever been to one of those Instagram restaurants or been next to one or seen one? Well, uh, well you mean where people are just... One in everyone's taking... Uh, no, I don't yeah, know what you're talking about. Yeah, so people rock up. They they order the the dish that looks like the the picture, right? And 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 then they 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 photograph it. Yeah. They you know they 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 pose with it. Yeah. They they put a little bit in their mouth and then they leave. Yeah. <laughs> they leave a table full of food. No, I haven't been to a restaurant like that. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and I don't want to go to a restaurant. There's one like in that. Hardware Lane, man. You, you, it, Seriously. It's a phenomenon. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. What happens to all the food? What I hope they're giving food in restaurants. Well, I hope they're giving it to people who bloody need it or something. You I would mean, hope so, wouldn't you? But it doesn't. Oh my lord! Oh. Anyway, so I, I didn't really want to participate so much. No. I understand that it's valuable, and you know we use social media ourselves, but we don't we don't push product. We yeah. push experience. Yeah, well, that's what I try and use it for as well. So showing people what sort of stuff we do in masterclasses and asking people mm. to come along or whatever. And um, uh, you know, I'm only talking 16 or 20 people every two weeks, right? So that's part of my job. But I've got probably, oh, I'd say 10% of my mailing list sort of customer list has come from people DMing me on Instagram and going, how do I get involved? They're obviously local yep. people and that's that's the sort of thing that I use it for. And it's also fun for me to sort of connect with wineries, tag them in and get their comments on things and that sort of thing yeah. as well, right? But that's the thing about, that, that's the thing that I think... Um a marketer's miss and I've, I love some of them. I've been around them and worked with them and for them for years. Yeah. Disclaimer. Um, so, <laughs> but um, I, I think they miss the fact that wine is a long conversation and yeah. even on social media, it's a long conversation. And at the moment you can't push, you can't push wine like it's an ice cream. Yeah. Like, one well, G even, good like, geez, good ice cream. That no. should be a long conversation too. <laughs> What's the best ice cream you've ever had or the point made? Is, mate, it's about slowing down and being, yeah. oh, just a few gelato. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. That's, that, that's that's how you know. We had a we had an ice cream making machine at home for a while, and um, white chocolate and wasabi was the best one we ever made. It was pretty darn tasty. It's a bit too out there for yeah. you. You just want yeah. no, no, no. no I'm right. just picturing the I'm picturing the pairing for that. Oh, it worked. It worked well, and <laughs> and just I reckon. oh, just the the, the nasal texture of wasabi yep. is one of one of the great things. Right, we're we're digressing a bit. I've got Mike Emmett on the line here from Barique Wine Store in Hillsville in Victoria. Tell us a bit about what it's like to be in Hillsville. We, I love Hillsville, and I've romanticised the absolute hell out of it. it. Wasn't always such a beautiful town, was it? Like back in the day, it was a bit rough. <laughs> back but, in the day, it, yeah. Know. Look, when we we when we moved here, yeah, for sure, it was a bit. Um, it, it was a, a leap of faith that Hillsville would become something. Yep. You know, um, uh, the first iteration of the Shandon cellar door was doing things. You know, it yep. was uh, the the first Tarawara cellar door was. You know, 
that uh, it was just the doors open at the end of the cellar. Yeah. Um, yeah. And in fact, I think the first the first piece of wine paraphernalia I bought was a a um, an opener. Yeah, it would have been a corkscrew from, from Tarawa. There you go. I've got a tin cow's corkscrew at home from Tarawa. There you go. Well, yeah, wow, that's yeah. taking me back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, and the Yarra Valley Dairy was still, you know, milking cows in the dairy, or goats as probably it was then. Um, so, yeah, it was uh, it, it was a different place for sure. But, it, um, you know, as a a former thriving timber community, it had it had a real sort of backbone of... Um, and and that that backbone's still there. Those those people who grew up in and around timber. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Um, you know, as as the years have gone on, and that that love of processing things has turned into a love for growing things. For you know, for the majority of people out here, like there's a real sense of um, uh, community and an understanding that you know we all live in a really beautiful place. Yes. And but it is built on the back of growing things or processing things, yep. you know, whether it's yep. whether it's berries or, or yeah, yep. uh, it, it's a wonderful place. And I mean, I was talking even before that. So back in the day, I think before Giant Steps was on that site, there was a pretty dodgy hotel. Yeah, was I wasn't the, going to mention the halfway house. Yeah, oh, well, <laughs> yeah, no. but that's there where you apparently you come out of Pentridge and they just sort of drop you off there and say, don't come back. Right. Wasn't that yep. the... $14 in the pocket? And there you yep. go. So that's uh, that's one of those, it, you know, like all good stories. There's probably a little bit of mayonnaise on the sandwich, but but Hillsville's not like that now. You, so let's just talk about some of the amazing places before we get to Barik. I mean, you can hang down that end of you know where Four Pillars is even before that. And, oh yeah, Peyton and, and Jones over the road, that bikey hangout over there. Peyton and Jones, Jay Nong, Watts River Brewing. Uh, yeah. there's a bunch of great places in and around. And there's there. a like uh, you know Dino Giamarino's putting something else in Hunter Road there, another cellar door. Right. Um, I'm aware of somebody else looking at another property there too. Like uh, that little industrial area is becoming a hub for um, urban winemaking, which is amazing. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. That's just where I used to get my printing done. So that's a nice change. Yeah. And then, of course, you're going along the main, off the Marinda Highway there and, and on the right-hand side, you've got a, a nice little, beautiful little row of shops and there's Barik Wine Store. So what's the experience like when we walk into Barik? Take us into a take us into a typical... Because you're about to go and, and work, obviously, on a Sunday. Yeah, yeah. So... Um... Uh, thankfully, um, I, well, I found a unicorn um, in Callum. He he'll open up for me on uh, on Sunday mornings, right. so that's that's great. Right. Uh, nice. Great to have staff who'll open up for you. Absolutely. Uh, Shout out look, to Callum, the first, man. The first thing a lot of people notice is there's no um, there's no shelf talkers. We're we're quite different to other places. You know, there's no um, little tags on everything telling you what the wine is. The the the, the most you get is um, the label and uh, the price. Um, because um, to be frank, I'm the talker. Um, I'm, I'm exactly, to... you're, you're the best shelf talker <laughs> yeah. they're, they're ever going to have. That's right. It, it requires a high level of staff training to actually maintain that across everybody. But uh, you know, having six or seven hundred wine notes in your head is sort of a job requirement. Um, Absolutely. But but that's the way it should be, right? Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. I hate shelf talkers. I mean. Oh, it's it's a bit of a necessary <laughs> evil in some bigger businesses, but absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're small, you know. We're yeah. we're small. Um, we we have I think at the moment we've got about six hundred and something wines on the shelf. Yeah. Um, and uh, we 
um, you know, it's all organized with a massive table down the middle. Yes. So that there's this communal table down the middle, I love which it. is really I love a picnic a table. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it brings yeah. everybody together. You meet people yeah. you wouldn't normally chat to. That's got of a couple of great providors in the street, including our good friends, Kitchen and Butcher next door and yeah. uh, Sophie, Sophie Cheesemonger down the other end. Oh, how good. <laughs> how good. <laughs> and uh, people just bring their, bring their stuff down and realize after a minute or two that they're invited to sit there and consume and they have these indoor picnics we have an outdoor area as well yeah but uh, they have these these picnics with a huge mini bar it's like a huge hotel mini bar that's what it is <laughs> uh and and then yeah. every every bottle on the shelf is an opportunity for a conversation and that's what we that's what we do uh, whether it's between us we'll start we've started an argument we had um <laughs> we had this extraordinary ganache from farvey franklin river um, that we opened on Thursday, and um, it was it was really ferrous to begin with, right. really ferrous, like yeah. blood, like ferrous. Yep. And uh, Callum is from um, South Africa. He knows his Grenache. He knows his Chenin Blanc. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he uh, and and he struggled to um, see through that that ferrous um, quality of this wine. And and uh, we left it under CO two for a couple of days. Came back to it yesterday and. Uh, we argued about it for like two or three days. I loved it. I loved it. I loved the fruit quality in it. And I thought this ferric kind of, kind of um, almost coppery yeah. tang was um, was was really soil-like. And he's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. But isn't that great? Like we had a four-day argument about a bottle of wine. And Absolutely. then we tasted it. We went That's back the... to it last night. And he goes, no, you were right. <laughs> <laughs> did, it, did it sort of, did it melt? Did that character mellow or did it totally. change? Yeah, 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 right. So there's probably some kind of wine. We can ask... Um, we've got Ben coming on, Ben Caldwell coming on from Seven Eve slash Samos yep. Wines and all that stuff next. We can maybe ask technical questions like that. But so you, you mentioned Peyton and Jones before. I remember they'd made a Grenache from Kangaroo Ground about six, five years ago. Or yeah, well, that, man, that, there's a couple of vineyards up in Kangaroo Ground on that red rocky soil that are just um, exquisite. Uh, yeah, and, and they left Craig, a, I've got a big one up there. That's right. Uh, they, they left the wine on its skins for like 300 days. You know, yeah. like a, like a Nebbiolo project <laughs> or something, and it, by the time you got it, it was feral. You know, yeah. And I, I, I absolutely am not. You know, I'm the king of decanting. I have a fetish about decanting. Right. I stood there with two jugs in my hand and just went shrunk, shrink, shrink, shrink from one to the other. And about ten minutes later, it just all of that blew off, and it was like one of these incredible yeah. things. But you say you had an argument. You know, in inverted commas, a discussion about wine over four. Yep. Four days. Um, I mentioned the doc before you, and we had this amazing um, 05 Fev um, Lepreus um, Chablis once that uh, took us almost a whole day to get through because it was so divine and changing every time we put our nose yeah. in the glass. We just didn't want to drink it. <laughs> yeah. We wanted we wanted to drink it. But we couldn't drink it. It was incredible. I love wine like that. It's, well, it's, that's what our table's about, Rich. It's like uh, it, yeah. it, it's starting and continuing these conversations. We, we have, you know, um, you know, people are really apprehensive about engaging in uh, wine tasting or talking about wine because they think they don't know the language. Yes. I'm like, well, the language is yours and just associate whatever you taste with what, with whatever you taste. Like yeah. if it's, if it tastes like the flowers on the side table of your grandmother's lounge room, tell me that and then tell me about your grandmother. Yeah, because, because exactly. Yeah. That well, there is a certain expected wine lexicon, right? And there's, it, 
But there's only, totally. you know, how many people describe you to you a Sauvignon Blanc that smells like gooseberry who haven't smelled a gooseberry? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no one, if you haven't lived in the UK, you've got no idea what I'm talking about, right? That's right, yeah. So, yeah, in yeah, fact, yeah. there was the, those, those uh, we had the guy, there was a movie about those four guys from Zimbabwe who became sommeliers and went to the World Sommelier Championships. And they didn't have those those experiences. They couldn't tell you what like a red currant smelled like because they'd never smelled a red currant. You know, that's right. So it's like you're right. Uh, that question, tell me about your grandmother. I think that's a that's the, that's the question that gets you. Now, um, yep. speaking of questions, Mike, um, we'll get into a few producers in a second. But I've had a few questions come through from our loyal listeners. So. Uh, Kim Kim was first cab off the rank. Well done, Kim. Says, good morning, Richo. Could you please ask Mike what the most interesting story about lo- local winemakers... Mo- sorry, I'll start that again. Could you please ask Mike what is the most interesting story about local winemakers that he has heard during his time at Barik? Now, bearing in mind it's a Sunday morning uh, and it's a, we're on community radio, 96.5 in our FM. You know, uh, look, I'll, I'll share, I'll share without, without wanting to shame anybody um, yeah. who, who didn't understand their job, um, <laughs> there, there was a health inspector recently in... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was a health inspector recently inspecting a kitchen next door to, uh, uh, you know, for, so they could serve charcuterie. Yeah. Um, who said, um, uh, I'd like also to see the winery, please. And like, that, you know, quizzical looks like, why do you need to see the winery? And and then and then that person was like, what's all this wood? How do you, <laughs> you sterilise it? How do you wash the grapes? Well, <laughs> how do you get rid of bugs in the wine? <laughs> So uh, uh, that's kind of uh, it's a true story, but it's um, wow, yeah, yeah. It's uh, that's uh, but right. I have others. I have, I have others that are not. No, 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 no. We'll leave. We'll let them through. Go through to the keeper. That's not quite as good as Fridgegate for me. But oh, um, Fridgegate was epic. Was Fridgegate? <laughs> I was there during Fridgegate. Was just on have the you phone. got a T-shirt that says "I was there during Fridgegate"? Fridgegate. Mate, we need to make. We need Seventeen to make. fridges turned up at Hunt Road. That was just the best. Oh my god. <laughs> They were lined up down the street of Hillsville. Every business got, you know, they, they just went, looked, must have looked through the window of the pizza shop and gone, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine fridges for you. And just left them on the footpath. Anyway. Nine, nine fridges. Ah, ah, ah. Righto. Uh, we've also had Christopher come through. He says, hi, Richo. Is Barik Wine Store focused only on Yarra Valley wines, and does it include? Yeah, really good question. Does it include some local hard to find wines? Yeah, that is a good question. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, we've got some really hard to find local wines. Um, we have ways of digging into um, back catalogues and finding stuff. Um, back vintages of uh, Yeringberg, Yarra Yering, uh, Mount Mary, that sort of thing is. You know, sort of stock in, in trade in our secret fridge, mm. um, but yeah, uh, probably I'd say around fifty percent, just over 50 percent Yarra. Yeah, cool. But uh, the, uh, someone rather angrily pointed out to me yesterday, we don't have a lot of Barossa. Um, <laughs> they said, "How can you ignore the, the Australia's biggest wine region?" And I said, um, "Relatively easily." But uh, there are some great wines that come out of Barossa that we don't have on the shelf yet, just because we. And, you know, I've been in there since November and we were exploring these places one at a time. So, you know, we don't um, bring anything in if we haven't tasted it. And so, and, and you know, we kind of focus on uh, regions or varieties as we bring them in. Uh, we have quite a bit of European stock. Um, yeah. We have, I guess, three, um, three 
customer, typical customers, I suppose yep. you'd say. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the, the day tripper who wants to see Yarra Valley. Perfect. Got them covered and got them covered with Salador releases and stuff that, you know, that is a little bit, um, you know, less available. Yeah. We, we won't stock an entire range from, from one winery because we want to be able to send people to the cellar doors as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, don't want to pull uh, focus from uh, those visits. Yeah, and then we have um, the locals who want to drink drink anything but local. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we have um, the uh, the the industry. Yeah, and the industry want benchmarks. Yeah, so and that must be a thing, right? So are they fighting to get a tasting on a Friday? Do they, you know, it's it, it's it is a, okay. It's yeah, a big town, but it's a small me. town. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm booked out till May. Yeah, fantastic. So, of course. Yeah. Uh, so um, we, yeah, late May, we we have uh, yeah those winemakers every Friday, and they come and taste each other's wines. Yeah. For starters. Yeah. Uh, they mostly drink Trimmer Pills. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> a lot of good, lot of beer goes into making wine, Mike. <laughs> takes a lot of beer to make it, mate. <laughs> so uh, we have a good relationship with Trimmer. <laughs> oh, oh, um but um, yeah, we do definitely have um, wines from across the world. We don't have every wine from across the world. We're not, we you know, we're teeny, we're really tiny. It is a small imprint store, yeah. Yeah, but we we have a very focused set of wines, I suppose you'd say. Um, and uh, if we've just launched into um, a Bordeaux discovery, so you know, we're bringing those in one wine at a time as we taste them. Yeah, cool. So yeah, it's. 100% personally, totally like what, what you guys like and what yep. you can sell and what works for all your customers. And that's that's and a reflection. going to start an argument. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good wine argument. But that's what a bloody local wine shop should be. That's right. That's exactly what it should be about. So who are some of the, the, some of the smaller producers that are exciting you there at the moment? Uh, t- uh, Natalie Johnson, Tilly J. Yes. Um, who is completely sold out of almost everything at the moment. I asked her yesterday, hey, Tilly, can I have some, some rosé? And she said, nope. I've got six bottles of rosé of Tilly's there if you want to. Uh, no, Till, she's amazing. Incredible. Great. Incredible We've had her on the show before. And so yeah. she's worked all around the world. She's made wine at Giant Steps for Donkeys and she's got her yeah. own labels. And apart from looking cool, the yeah. juice is fabulous. Yeah, amazing. That, that Pinot was ridiculous. Um, the, the other one, oh, there's, there's heaps, but yeah. Marco Tavazzi, um, he's a North Italian boy. All right. Um, Made wine with Franco at Hoddles Creek for a while. Okay. Um, and uh, he's got three wines, a really beautifully made Chardonnay that yep. is very much Hoddles Creek-esque. Um, uh, a really nice Shiraz that's that's from Heathcote Fruit. And, a, and a, just the most delicate little Sangiovese, again, from Heathcote Fruit, that, um, like that, that's all he does. And they're all under 30 bucks. So what's his name again? Marco Tavazzi, MT Wines. MT Wines, Marco Tavazzi. So, yeah, I think I've just had a message from Matt who's saying, great show. Do you have a few new inspirational Yarra Valley winemakers to present? So that's that's two, Marco yeah. Tavazzi, Tilly yeah. J, Tilly Johnston. And have you yep. got a third for so, us? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, Stu Dudang, um, who's the head winemaker over at Calibrook, again, a side project. He's got Alchemy Wines. Yeah, right. Uh, and and he's a he's a um, he's a Rhone Valley boy. He, that's where he did his his you know his sojourn. Um, he he did all of his offshore winemaking in the Rhone Valley. So wow. there you're looking at Rhone Reds and yeah, the 
I think the Marsan is one of the highlights in his lineup. Love a good Marsan. <laughs> yeah, right. How <laughs> yeah, good. Probably one it's of the an... best French white wines I've ever had was a was a 2011 Chave Hermitage Blanc, and I'd never had anything like it. And mm. that was in 2012 or 13. I can still taste it, Mike. Yeah, I can right. Still taste it all these yeah. years. T- so. t- t- it just this. It's oiliness. It's not butter. You know. Yeah. With this, with this grippy little acid that just. Yeah. A little twist. Uh, so, how can our listeners get? I can get onto barique.com.au, get on the mailing list, that sort of thing. Yeah, that sort of thing. Uh, there's a wine club there too. Um, we send out um, six or twelve bottles uh, four times a year. But uh, yeah, definitely get on the Friday night tastings list because um, uh, if you want to see some of those new, some of those new makers, new producers, uh, our Good Friday tasting April the seventh is uh, four of them at once, presented by Wine, Am- wine Animal. Yeah, right. So uh, and you can, is, you can uh, talk is a powerhouse. To, you can talk to the makers. You can just chin, oh, chew the fat have a, and have every a beer. Friday. And, you know, but not, not just the one maker that's presenting. Honestly, yep. the, the trade turns up yes. and uh, and they fill the room. Yeah. And um, it's they come to taste the wines of their mates. It's such a collegiate place, the Yarra. Yeah, happy days. And you're and providing so many projects. So you're providing projects. a great focus for them, Mike. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that's been a wonderful way to kick off Wine Show Australia on a Sunday morning. And uh, thank you for your time, Mike Emmett from Barique in Hillsville. Cheers, Rich.